What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday. It is NBA Thursday, January 7th. Hope you guys are having a nice week. We're almost done, right? Almost done with that first week back to work. It's always tough going back after the holidays. Oh, come on. And you got to get through that first week. But it's Thursday. The finish line's in sight. And uh, we'll talk some NBA as we do every Thursday. On today's show, we're going to talk about the good and the bad so far this season. I've got three teams who I think are uh, exceeding expectation so far through the year. Now, now it's early. We don't want to overreact to anything, right? This certainly doesn't mean that these teams are going to make the finals or anything like that. It's just so far. The teams who have started quicker than I anticipated. And then we have three teams who have started much slower than I anticipated. Again, not going to push the panic button because it's early, but we can't ignore some of these bad starts that some teams have had. This is, of course, a Woos Media podcast, but Woos Media does much more than podcasting. They are one of the leaders in online marketing. So if you own a business or know anyone who owns a business who wants to make the most of their online presence for a very, very good price, check out Woos Media. See if they can help you guys out online, woosmedia.com. That's W-O-O-Z-E media.com. All right, so let's get into it. I have a couple teams here who I, three teams who have really impressed so far this season and three teams who haven't. Now, the average game play, games played right now in the NBA, about eight, right? The, about, some teams have played nine. Boston's played nine. Some teams have played seven. Uh, Toronto's played seven. But overall, about eight games is the average. So uh, about 10%, maybe about 12% of the season, because remember, they're not playing a full 82-game schedule this year. Uh, They're only playing 72 games. So, all right, let's get to it. My three teams who have impressed so far. We'll start off with the Philadelphia 76ers. Philadelphia is 7-1 overall. Obviously, this is uh, Doc Rivers' first year with the team. And it's not like Philly is a a bad team, right? The idea why I think Philly is so impressive here is because of the the, the new coaching situation with Doc Rivers. The fact that there was some of that offseason turmoil was Ben Simmons going to be moved. Uh, they, they bring Seth Curry in, and there was some rumblings because you know uh, uh, Danny Green's coming in too. Who's going to get the minutes? Where are the points going to go? It seemed like kind of an up-and-down offseason for the 76ers. And I expected a much rockier start than we've gotten. They're 7-1 and, and one through 8 games. They're 5-3 uh, and three against the spread. They look good. And they are getting co- contributions from Shake Milton, Danny Green... I think Tyrese Maxey coming off the bench playing uh, at point guards look very good. You know, the, the signing of Dwight Howard, not a big deal. He's only started one game so far, getting about 13 and a half minutes a game. That's fine. It's not going to be a distraction at all. If anything, it may help if he has a good attitude on the bench, so on and so forth. But look, Philadelphia, Seth Curry is tr- is contributing greatly. He's, he's scoring 17 points a game in 30 minutes this year. Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, obviously leading the team. And Ben Simmons, he's starting to shoot three-pointers. So I think Philadelphia right now, 7-1 and one overall, first place in the East, coming off to a very, very quick start. You got to give them a lot of credit uh, so far early in the year. Uh, again, uh, another team on my uh, good list. It's like the, I feel like Santa here. Uh, Phoenix Suns. Phoenix is 6-2 and two on the year, and they signed Chris Paul this offseason. My first question is, how is this going to work? Is Chris Paul going to be willing 
to take that seat, that back seat, to let these younger guys like Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton control the game, control the flow, control the scoring. And Chris Paul, not only has filled that role, he's filled it tremendously. He's one of the best passers this year in terms of assisting efficiency. He's assisting about eight and a half uh, times a game, scoring 13 points. And if you look at the scoring on this team, that puts Chris Paul fourth on the team in scoring. I think he's he's handled this very well, and he's proving he is a pro's pro. He can play on uh, Oklahoma City team and do fine. He can play on the Clippers and do fine. He comes to Phoenix with these young players, and he's excelling. I think Chris Paul is a huge reason why the Phoenix Suns are doing so well this year and are six and two. The other reason is that they're getting they're getting uh, they're developing these young guys quickly. And they're all coming together at the same time. It kind of reminds me of Denver. Now, we're not going to talk too much about the Nuggets today because if the Nuggets were to end up anywhere on this list, it would certainly be on the bad section, even though they're not. But the Nuggets for years were undervalued in the NBA. And then finally it clicked last year, two years ago, where all of that young talent came together and developed at the same time. It's like, wow, this team went from being below average to very, very good in their conference. That's how Phoenix is. You know, Phoenix kind of surprised everyone right now, I think, so far, because they haven't been very good the last couple of seasons. They didn't make the playoffs last year. Devin Booker, Mikhail Bridges, DeAndre Ayton, Cameron Johnson, these guys are young. They're just learning to play, and they're learning to play together. So I think this is the right way to build a team in the NBA today. Get a young group of guys, let them develop together, and then when the time is right, bring in the ringer. Bring in that guy who can take you up and above to the next level. That certainly is Chris Ball this year. Great season so far for the Suns. Don't want to overreact like we said, but the Suns certainly on my good list. I have my last team on my list who I've really been impressed with this year so far is the Orlando Magic. Uh, Orlando, I, I think that it's it's the two players who are leading him who I'm the most impressed with. But really, you look at this team, they didn't do a whole lot this offseason, added a couple pieces here or there, but kept the core of that team. Okay, Nikola Vujovic is scoring 21 points a game in 31 minutes. 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and guess how many times he's turning the ball over a game? One. Like, the offense goes through their center. He's not a point center necessarily, but the offense goes through him. Every time he touches the ball, good things happen for Orlando. He's rebounding well. Like I said, he's second on the team, or yeah, second on the team in assists. He's the standout player right now in the Eastern Conference for me this year. Obviously, Giannis, Jimmy Butler, you got a lot of great players in the East, but the standout player, the player who has come from essentially the depths to now shining, leading his team, looking very, very good. Uh, Nikola Vujovic is uh, a big reason why Orlando is, first of all, on my list, but second of all, uh, the number two team in the East with a 6-2 and two record, 3-2 uh, and two at home, 3-0. and oh on the road. Terrence Ross, their shooting guard. It's funny because he's only played in seven games of the eight. He missed one, but he, I shouldn't say only played, he's played in seven of eight, but he doesn't start. Okay. Terrence Ross comes off the bench yet. He's number two in minutes on the team. He's very important. He may be the right now, the sixth man of the year, very early, you know, first 12% of the year. He may be the early sixth man of the year in the Eastern conference. He's shooting, uh, almost 45% from behind the arc. He's very efficient when he drives, and he's a nice compliment to what they like to do, playing that inside-out game in Orlando. So Terrence Ross, uh, really impressive coming off the bench. And obviously, we know about Aaron Gordon, Markel Fultz, uh, Dwayne Bacon, who always gets me hungry. This is a good team. 
They may fall back a little bit, but this isn't about end-of-the-year standings. This is about how good teams have come out the first two weeks of the year, and I think Orlando, from where we expected them to be to where they are, is uh, very commendable. So Orlando Magic, Phoenix Suns, Philadelphia 76ers, all on the good list. All right, so it's time to get to the bad list. Who has disappointed so far at this point of the season? And again, these are teams who we expected to maybe start hot or at least hotter than they did, and they've really struggled to start the year. Now, I'm going to start out with a team who a lot of you guys may disagree with, and that's the Houston Rockets. And I understand Houston had a lot of turmoil this offseason, right? Is uh, What are they going to do with the roster? Is James Harden going to stay? Then he requests the holdout. And, you know, the guys coming into the team, like like John Wall, are wondering what the heck's happening. You know, they're 2-4 and four so far. They've only won two games against Sacramento, so I could see how it's 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 like you know we we there was a lot of turmoil. We didn't really expect Houston to, to play that well, but I didn't expect Houston to be this bad. Now I thought James Harden would come back, and once it was decided he's going to play, he's going to play, and he has been typical James Harden, right? Class James Harden, uh, twenty nine points a game in thirty eight minutes, eleven assists. The assists are actually a little bit up from his his career average, but you know we haven't seen this team play nearly as good as they can play. They, they have fallen quickly on my power rankings. And again, I may have had them a little overrated to start the year, but this is still one of the uh, more talented teams in the West. I expect them to be competing for a playoff spot for sure. So this start is uh, questionable. You know, it makes me wonder, do they have things under control in Houston? Which right now the answer is no. But James Harden, like, like I said, leading the team in points. But I need more out of John Wall, who's looked good, but still needs to come into his own in terms of uh, a field goal percentage. You know, he's not doing great in terms of efficiency. You know, a matter of fact, his efficiency rating on the Houston Rockets alone is fourth overall. Efficiency ratings go James Harden, number one, Christian Wood, number two, Eric Gordon, number three, John Wall, number four, and that's all in Houston. I expected more out of DeMarcus Cousins. You know, DeMarcus Cousins has started uh, one game, he's played in four, but he's only averaging five and a half points per game. The whole idea of of DeMarcus Cousins coming back and helping a contender, I, I just don't know if we should be counting on that, if we should be waiting for that. So Houston, that's the one team, like I kind of was debating whether I put Houston or Denver in this spot. I went with Houston because Denver's also had a bad start to the year. And you guys may say, Tyler, what are you talking about? No one expected Houston to do well. Maybe that was a mistake on my part, but I did expect a little bit more out of Houston the first couple weeks. So I will put the Rockets on my, uh, my naughty list. All right, next team, and there's no question about them, the Toronto Raptors. They are, I think they're 1-7 so far through eight games. Uh, no, they're 1-6 through seven games. Their only win was against the New York Knicks. And I just think that, that Toronto, I know that uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard leaving last year was a big deal. But look at what they did last season. I mean, Toronto shouldn't be one of the worst teams in the East. They still are one of the most talented teams in, in in the NBA in the Eastern Conference. You know, Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, that is a big three. I, I, I truly believe that. 
you know, they just need a little bit of help from their supporting cast to to pick up where I think they should be and where they think they should be. But so far at this point in the season, they're not playing efficient offensively or defensively. They're one of the worst defensive teams. Uh, and that's what they've kind of hung their hat on the last couple of seasons, you know, is that, is that uh, tough defense, that, that shutdown defense, and they don't have it this year. And when they're not getting it, they can't score. You know, if, if you're going to rely on Fred Van Vliet to lead the team in points, he's good, not great, but you need more out of Kyle Lowry. You need more out of Pascal Siakam and Norman Powell, Matt Thomas, uh, Aaron Baines, Alex, Alex Yen, OG Anubabunabi, however the fuck you say that guy's name. My point is, this should be a much better team than they are so far this year. You can tell in the stats, they're not playing well defensively, they're not being efficient, and I think the Toronto right now, one of the bigger upsets uh, or, or disappointments in the NBA so far to start the year. Again, I've repeated this a few times, this is not indicative of where I see these teams finishing the year. I think Toronto's got all the talent in the world, great coach and Nick Nurse, to make a comeback, to win some games and turn this thing around. But right now, certainly disappointing what's going on in Toronto. And last, my disappointing team, uh, again, in the East is going to be the Miami Heat. Miami, 3-4 and four on the year. Obviously, coming off that championship uh, uh, performance last year against the Lakers, and a lot of people thought Miami would pick up right where they left off, right? Good coaching staff. We all know, and I, I do believe that. I think that... Uh, uh, Eric Spolstra is one of the better coaches in the NBA. You know, no one really talks about him being an elite level head coach. I certainly think he is. So given the talent they have, the coaching staff they have, I think they should be better. But there are a couple bright spots for Miami. Bam Adebayo has, has come out to a roaring start this year, leading the team in points, scoring 18 and a half a game, eight rebounds, five assists. He right now is their best player. But they're missing that extra factor. Jimmy Butler's not played very good this year. He's averaging 13 points in 28 minutes. His, his efficiency is seventh on the team. Right, Gordon Drogic, we we should expect more from him. He hasn't started a game this year, and he may get worked more and more into the lineup. And I will say this: maybe it's a slow start to the year for Miami because of injuries and of, of like I said, Gordon Drogic being eased back into the starting lineup. Uh, Kelly Olynyk hasn't played that well. Uh, Avery Bradley still getting used to this offense. So again it's not necessarily the fact that I think it's a bad team or anything like that, but to start the season, I just expected a little bit more. I thought Gordon Drogic would come back a lot stronger than he has, and I didn't expect him not starting any games. I thought Jimmy Butler would play a lot better than he has so far. I thought Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson and these guys who shined last year in the playoffs would pick up where they left off, but they haven't. Duncan Robinson is averaging 11 points in 30 minutes per game. His efficiency rating is... Uh, pretty much, if you look at all five starters for all the teams in the NBA, right now, uh, Duncan Robinson would be a bench player if you look at just efficiency ratings. He's not even good enough to start in the NBA based on efficiency. Tyler Hero, he started all seven games this year, getting 33 minutes a game. He's scoring 13 points. Again, the efficiency of these young guys has fallen off of a cliff. And could this have been predictable? Like, really, this the sophomore slump or going from the finals to this bad? I don't think so at all. Now, Bam Adebayo, like I said, has played well, but other than him, a lot of question marks, and so far, not a good start at all for the season for Miami. So, you know, pretty quick show today, but I just wanted to kind of go through some surprises early in the year, good and bad. Again, the good surprises to start the season, the 76ers, the Suns, the Orlando Magic, very good starts for all those three teams. Doesn't mean they're going to make the playoffs or anything like that, but so far, some of the most impressive teams through the first couple weeks. And on the other side, in terms of the bad starts, 
Toronto, Houston, Miami. I expect them to turn things around. But again, through the first couple weeks, not who I expected to see. So, all right, whatever you guys have going today, good luck. And we'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle.